Welcome to the Youth Ministry Bits. It's not Youth Ministry Bits, it's Ministry Bits. So I need to stop that. Good thing we can edit stuff. Welcome to the Ministry Bits Podcast, recorded live here on February 4th, 2014. And with me today is my special guest, uh, Stephen. Stephen, how are you today? I'm good. Stephen uh, Holt is the minister at the Hamilton Church of Christ in Hamilton, Alabama, the sprawling metropolis of Hamilton, Alabama. And uh, Stephen, you just moved there, as a matter of fact, didn't you? Yes, I've been there for just over a month. Great. So, um... And that's where Maywood Christian Camp is. If you if you're from North Alabama or West North Alabama, you you know exactly what we're talking about. Even even uh, North Mississippi, they know what you're talking about when you talk about Maywood Christian Camp. Everybody so, knows Maywood. Everybody knows Maywood. So great camp. They have uh, potentially thousands of kids that come through their uh, what eight to ten weeks of camp there Something in the summertime. Like so I went there as a kid when I was uh, when I was 17, 18 years old, and it was it was wonderful. So, but today we're going to talk about Squarespace. Uh, and Squarespace is, if you're not per- familiar with it, uh, the, Squarespace actually had a um, Super Bowl ad. Did you see it? I did. It was it was kind of a little crazy, mm-hmm. uh, and they were talking about making a better web. But it was it was Squarespace's first ever Super Bowl ad. They've been in business for ten years, and it is basically a web platform that you can use to create really great looking websites it's a simple platform and you know Stephen, they've got all these platforms you, you even bring up web platform building platforms to me all the time you say hey you ever heard of this and i'm just no i've never heard of that but tell me besides my recommendation we you've talked to me about websites before but besides my recommendation why did you choose to go with squarespace uh, just playing with it um, one of the things that they offer is the the free seven day or 14 day trial um, where you can full access to everything that they have and you can just build it and you can show it off and you don't have any limitations on what you can do when you're playing with that and you, know, you can basically create your entire website and show it to someone and say do you like it and if they like it then you can pay for it and keep going but you know nothing changes if you pay for it you know there's no nothing keeping you back uh, when you start the free part and it's just amazingly simple to use you know what, what would you closely equate it to? Like, what, what would you say it's, like, close to an app that people would use every day? Um, I, I don't know. Um, I, I kind of look as, at it as, like, Word, maybe. If, if you yeah. can use Word, oh, you, can, yeah. you can use this. You know? And it, it's probably even simpler. Um, you, know, you just click a button, and it says, hey, what do you want to put here? And you just tell it what you want to put, and then you put it there. Um, now, I've done other websites and other platforms that were complicated and some that you couldn't even figure out. And with Squarespace... It's just easy. Well, let's talk about that for a minute. We actually kind of collaborated on a, on your website at your previous congregation um, through WordPress. Mm-hmm. And, you know, while I'm all, I mean, I know some people just absolutely love WordPress, and WordPress is, is pretty dynamic, and you can add templates, and you can do all those other things. But you had to do a lot of kind of loading WordPress onto your mm-hmm. server, and you had to do all this other stuff. What kind of experience did you have with that versus Squarespace? Well, with, with that, um, like you said, you, you pretty much did all the hard part of that for me, and I just <laughs> got to do the editing on it. Um, and it's overall, once all that part is set up, it's fairly simple, but you still have to navigate through a lot of stuff, and 
sometimes just simple things like adding a picture to a page can take a while because you've got to find where to go to, what to click on, how to get it uploaded. And uh, in, in the case that we had with our website, we had to use a complete separate app to upload parts to it. Um, and so it's, it's pretty simple, but it still had lots of complicated parts to it as well. And uh, I guess the difference with Squarespace is it's just, I haven't seen anything that I needed anything else to work with. It's just all there. And um, the thing that, about Squarespace that I love is, is, I guess they call it the layout engine. The layout engine lets you lay out a page exactly how you want it. It's drag and drop. It's like shifting and moving things, making pictures bigger and smaller just by clicking and dragging. Um, what have you found? Have you found that it's easy to use that, or have you found that it's it's a little bit a little bit of learning curve to get used to, or what? It's been pretty easy. Um, I know there's. It took me a little bit to get used to the different ways you could look at it. Uh, you, know, you can see just regular layout how the site actually looks and do stuff, or you can have the, I guess the editing view. And so it took me a little bit to realize what I could do with each different one. But um, you know, once I got into it, it was just it was great. Um, there wasn't much of a learning curve for it to figure out anything. Uh, you know, so you were know. able to basically sign up for the free trial, and inside of that 14-day free trial, you were able to uh, build kind of a um, like a static example website to show uh, your elders. I, I built pretty much an entire website in a couple of days, just all the pages we needed, all the info on there, all the basic stuff, and um, had stuff set up for future pages that I know we would be using, and you know, it's a matter of minutes almost to get an entire website set up just doing it. It's just nice. I've actually put um, several. This is what I'm recommending to people that come to me for, for web design. They say, you know, they, everybody is just so um, standoffish with web design. They don't want to even fool with it because it's so technical. Well, with this, I can say, look, um, this is what I've done with our church staff As I said, we need to go to this platform because it, it does all the stuff in the background for you. There's no hosting account to worry about. There's no domains to worry about. You can link your existing domain if you already have one. Um, and what I found is that I was able to train certain members of the church staff that were not so technology-centric into doing simple updates to uploading pictures to uh, doing a, a lot of different things. So it's a very simple platform to use. Mm-hmm. I know we'll, we'll be having a, we post our bulletins online every week. And uh, I haven't played around with that as much as I should have by now, but I know that I've looked at it and know that it's going to be easy to do that. Um, probably uploading sermons, uh, that looks like that's going to be pretty simple to do. Video or audio? Audio. We do and audio Maybe as video well. as well. I know, I know we'll be doing audio and possibly video. Mm-hmm. And it's just, again, you just click a button and it says, what do you want to put here? And you just tell it what you're doing. What I like is that actually this, uh, this podcast is actually hosted on a Squarespace blog. And before, you would have had to write what's called an XML file for iTunes to see so that it would pick up, and you would have to update that XML file by writing code to make sure that it would pick up your podcast. And iTunes has several tons of like little tags that they have because you've got the description, you've got the episode number, you've got the length of the episode, whatever. Then you've actually got the file itself that you have to upload to a server somewhere. Well, if you start a blog at Squarespace and you go to the podcasting link, the advanced um, options there, you can actually set up a podcast link and then submit that address to iTunes and iTunes approves your podcast and it, all you have to do is make blog posts. It reads those audio uh, things in there. So this podcast is actually hosted that way. It's really, really great to use. You don't have to do, it makes podcasting pretty easy. Yeah, and one of the things you just mentioned was having to write code for some stuff and um, I've never learned how to do any kind of coding. You know, I've made an entire website on Squarespace with 
no code, which but, is really good. Yes, it's, that's that's tremendous because lots and lots of people don't know how to write code and don't even know what that, that really means. But if you do know how to write code, there is all sorts of places that you can, it's called code injection they have on certain pages. You can inject your own header codes, you can inject your own, do whatever. If you have any specialized code that you want to put on that website, you can do it through Squarespace. That I, did, I did play around on a, um, uh, on one of the blog pages. Just uh, I'd gone to a website that let me just design something, then it said, here's the code for it. And I just copy and pasted that in there. And so even, you know, the stuff that's more complicated that you don't know how to do, you can still do it really easily. Like simple stuff like uh, Google Maps and Mm -hmm. Google Calendars, you can embed onto a page. And that's a little, I mean, you can call yourself a coder. That's a little bit of coding right there that you can just put in that page. It allows you to use, and we talked about the layout engine before, but basically the pages are, are aligned in what's called blocks. You can put a block of text here. You can put a block of an image here. You can arrange those how you want and you can drag those around and it will actually um, put images on top of text for you to justify it and have the text beside the image and not below it. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. It's actually really simple and just like you've said. Yeah. Uh, one, one of the things that, I'm, that I like to do is put my Google Calendar on there and uh, I was trying to figure, you know, if, if I with, with the Google Calendar, when you make the code, you tell it exactly what dimensions it needs to be. And so when the Squarespace converts that to the mobile page, um, I wasn't exactly sure if it would adjust the calendar since it's told a certain code. But my workaround for that, even if it didn't, was just put another link that was completely hidden unless you clicked on that link that says, here's the mobile version of the calendar and have mm-hmm. one that would fit on a phone. And so even, even that's a simple workaround. If something that was specific code that may not change in the Squarespace backgrounds, that just another simple link could say, hey, here's one that's going to look good. And, and I want to mention that as well. That's a great um, point that you've made uh, is mobile websites. It's incredibly important to mention that a lot of people are looking at these websites, church websites in particular, they're looking at them on mobile devices. They're looking at them on iPads and iPhones. And if you pull something up on an I, a regular website on an iPhone, everybody knows how that looks. Mm-hmm. Well, if you can't default to a mobile website automatically, then it's really hard to navigate on an iPhone with that small screen. So what Squarespace has done is they have dynamic templates. You can actually test this in your browser. It's really fun to watch. Mm -hmm. You can actually get your browser window and compress it to a little strip, and you can actually see what your mobile site is going to look like because it dynamically moves all that stuff. No matter what you do to your website, it's still going to have that stuff in there, and it's going to compress your images. It's going to have those in line and everything like that. It's really great to be able to not have to write a total, totally different mobile website for that. It's just one website. Oh, yeah. And even, you know, it's not exactly an app, but if you just set a icon on your home screen for it, you know, you've basically got an app for your church with everything on there mm-hmm. that's easy access, and you don't have to go through the extra effort of making an app. You've just got a website that basically becomes its own app in itself. So that's really key. Really and, and speaking of apps, have you tried some of the Squarespace apps yet? I downloaded one, but I haven't actually looked at it yet. So I don't know I if you can link it when you, have a, when you have a trial going yet, but you can basically sign into your Squarespace account and it links um, all the images, it links all those um, not images, what am I talking about? All the analytics is what I meant to say. You can like look at, a, they have a Squarespace metrics app and you can check and see uh, very detailed how many people have come to your site what pages they've looked at where they're coming from it's almost like having your own Google Analytics which you can also plug in if you wanted to plug in Google Analytics you could also do that as well so just a, a tremendously great platform 
Um, I wanted to get a perspective from you on your first impressions before you got a month or two into it and started using it. And uh, maybe here in a month or two or so, we'll talk again and get your impressions on uh, long-term usage here. Because I'm, I'm a little biased, yeah. and, and I'm, uh, I kind of I really champion this to everybody and say, look, you want a simple website, uh, go, go pay these guys 85 bucks a year and, and get this. Speaking of that, um, you know what website hosting and domains cost. Domains can cost anywhere from 10 to $20 a year. Hosting costs anywhere from 75 to 85 or 95 a year. You're going to give Squarespace one flat fee per year, and we can give you, I'm going to give you a coupon code here at the end of the show, and you can get 10% off when you sign up for a year, and you did that, and yours was probably, what, 85 bucks? We, we, it was, um, we went with the second option, the, the middle package. The unlimited? Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't remember what, what it was, but I know we saved close to $30 just yeah. from using the little code. So. And the unlimited package, I believe, is like 24 a month? 24 a month. But still, that's 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 ex- that's a little bit more expensive than some people would be um, you know, accustomed to. But with even with Church Street, I was able to say, "Look, we don't need the only limit we have on that is pages. Mm-hmm. We don't want we don't want more than twenty pages. We want to keep the website simple, so we can, but we're able to combine some of our pages, go to the lower plan, and it's like eight bucks a month. Yeah. So it's really really great. We pay less now than we were paying with a WordPress site, um, paying for hosting in a domain separately. So yeah. it, it's it's amazing how they can fit so much in there and have you know reasonably priced and have everything that you really need uh, you know you don't have to use any other thing at all to make the website run it's just all in itself and i do want to talk about um customer service for a second you probably haven't had any um uh, dealings with customer service yet not yet but I tried at one point but you answered my question for me before i got to them um but customer service with squarespace is absolutely incredible they had a big blackout up in new york their their offices and, and servers are in new york city they had a big blackout in new york and i read an article about how they were uh, they had diesel generators to back up this they were literally going out there in the rain and the floods and the snow and or whatever it was i think it was flooding in in new york and they were filling up this diesel gen- generator on the hour every hour to keep the websites going because wow. there's millions of people that use squarespace and they pride themselves on uptime I have uh, had two or three times where I have emailed them. I've emailed Squarespace support and said, "Look, I got this problem. I don't know what it is. It was like a, it was actually a kind of particular layout problem. It wouldn't italicize some things when I wanted it to, and everything like that. And it turned out to be a server side problem. They were emailed me back within minutes wow. and said, "We're working on that." Within hours, they said, "Okay, we've got that fixed." They emailed me back again tremendous customer support. I know that anything that I go to them with, I went to them with relatively small problems. If I had a big problem, I know that I could all email them and they would get back to me very, very quickly. So when when I was looking for an answer, they had a live chat that I was able to access, which, um, you know, I never actually got to the chat part with someone, but it popped up and, you know, there were, I think, 11 people in line waiting and it, within 30 seconds, it had dropped down to like five. And so it's, they're, they're pretty quick on their stuff. So even if it shows up that you've got people between you and them, it doesn't take them very long to get questions answered and, and get to you. So it's um, they, they know what they're doing over there, it looks like. They do know what they're doing, and I have found that this is one of the best and simplest web platforms. Uh, you're limited very, very rarely on this platform. I, I have not found anything yet, even with podcasting, hosting files, 
uh, audio files on it. I haven't found anything that has uh, that has held me up. And I've been working with web stuff for almost 10 years now. So it's really great. You can, give, you can go uh, start your own account at squarespace.com. And um, there is a coupon code. And I, don't, I, I, got, I get these coupon codes from all the podcasts that I listen to. Uh, the 5x5 podcast, the Twit Network, they all sponsor. Uh, they're by, sponsored by Squarespace. If anybody from Square, Squarespace is out there listening, we'd love to have you advertise on the show. It's basically one big commercial for your site anyway. But uh, I think if you use Dan Sent Me Two, uh, that's for February. Dan Sent Me Two. That's Dan Benjamin over at 5x5. They have a podcast with you. Um, they have a lot of as a network of podcasts, and he has that's his coupon code for ten percent off. If you use that, or if you head over five by five TV and look for that coupon code, I'm sure it's in their show notes. But it's really, really great. Um, you can get ten percent off for your year uh, subscription, and ten percent off of uh, ninety five bucks. That's pretty good. That's nine fifty off. So that's really, really good. Um, but Squarespace.com is where you can go list, uh, look at that. Go check out. Um, our redesigned church website and my actual personal blog is hosted there as well, chatl.co. And you can find this podcast at chatl.co slash mbits, M-B-I-T-S. And then uh, you can listen live right there on the, on the site or you can sp- subscribe on iTunes. And you can also check out our redesigned church site, churchst.org. That was all built in Squarespace and that's what we did. If you have any questions about certain things that we did on the site, feel free to email me, chad.landman at gmail.com. Uh, do y'all have a website um, domain yet, or would uh, you we, like we, to? We currently have one. It's hamiltoncfc.org. Uh, it's our old website now, and hopefully within the next little bit, you'll see a nice, fancy new website up there that'll be a Squarespace site. And you can um, uh, you can take your existing domain and link it mm-hmm. to Squarespace. There's a that's probably one of the most complex things to do because you have to go to your old host and kind of change a few records around. But they have, re- they have a video and they have really good documentation on the Squarespace Answers site that you can look at and actually do that yourself. Um, I was able to do it, and I actually, that was one of the Squarespace customer service things I got. I said, I emailed them one time and I said, I think I really messed this up. And they're like, oh, no, you didn't. We forgot to flip a switch. And they flipped a switch and it was done. Wow. So it, it was, it was part, within an hour it was fixed. So um, before we end the show, um, Stephen, I'd like to talk about some apps that you use, some of your favorite apps. Let's let's kind of get over maybe your top five apps that you use. I know it's kind of difficult maybe to narrow it down to just five, but what apps uh, do you use? First of all, let's let's talk about your device. You have an iPad Mini sitting right here in front of me. I do. And and why do you like the iPad Mini? It is. I've I've gone through every almost. I didn't have the first generation iPad, but I've pretty much had everyone after that. And the Mini is just um, the size of it has won me over. Um, my wife actually uses my old iPad, and whenever I pick that thing up, it's like I'm holding it's a It's enormous, isn't it? It's just massive. <laughs> and when I, That was my first impression when I first saw it, is this thing is too big to ever be useful. Have you seen the iPad Air? I ha- I've not played with one, but I, I've seen them. And I, I had a problem. I bought a new Retina iPad Mini, and I talked about that in, the, in a couple of shows back. But I was actually really impressed at how much smaller it looks and has gotten, and I was actually conflicted. I said, maybe I should buy the big iPad. But you're right. The size with the iPad Mini is it, really It's great. just nice to hold in one hand. Uh-huh. And uh, and I, like I said, I haven't held one of the iPad Airs, but uh, this, this just fits perfectly in my hand. You know, if I'm preaching or teaching, I can just hold on to it, and it's not cumbersome. I can even have a Bible in my hand and this sitting on top, and it, it just all works together really well. well. Let's talk about that. What is your kind of workflow for preaching and teaching? What do you use if you were preaching and teaching? Normally, I have all of my notes uh, made up in Goodreader. If we're talking about apps a little bit, too. Um, it makes it easy. Um, 
I read something. I don't. It may have been on one of yours or something else, but someone was talking about the problem with preachers using notes is when they have to uh, scroll through instead of swipe through. Mm-hmm. And uh, it made so much sense because when you're scrolling, you lose your place. But Goodreader is great for PDFs. Um, and you can even edit them once they're in there, add stuff to it. And then if you print it, uh, your notes that you've added will be on there. Uh, you can actually edit the actual PDF file, which is great. Um, I have... Um, like, well, just there. for instance, you're looking at the lectureship book right now in PDF form. That's one thing that you. That's one more thing you didn't have to carry around. Oh, yeah. with you. yeah, and I've, I've even gone through it. And since you can't edit the PDFs, I've marked all the different lectures that I wanted to go to. So, you know, if I'm running late and I've got to hurry up and get to one, I can just pull it up and say, "Oh, that's the one I put the box around. That's where I'm going to." Um, it's anytime I'm preaching or teaching with my iPad. Goodreader is what I'm using. Now, before that, what do you use to compose your documents to get them into Goodreader? Most of the things... Uh, you have a Mac, right? I, I have, yes, I have a MacBook Pro uh, that I've been using for a couple of years now, and I'll probably never own another Windows computer again unless <laughs> I absolutely have to. Um, but um, I, I use Evernote. Uh, normally for typing, I do everything in Evernote just because I can, you know, here at this lectureship, I'm typing notes in there, and once I get back home and I pull up my Mac, all of my notes are there. Uh, if it's on my phone... Um, I've used Evernote. I haven't even opened up Word or um, Pages in a couple of months. I was thinking about that recently just because I do everything on Evernote now. And um, it, it's just been great. And then I can, you know, save those to a PDF straight from Evernote, save them to Dropbox, put them in, good, in, a, in a good reader. And it, it's just... That's interesting. I've never, I've never heard that workflow before. That's that's very interesting. It, it, I've never served somebody doing Evernote to Goodreader. That's mm-hmm. and so technically you could bypass the desktop altogether. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You could PDF your notes here from lectureship here at FHU and put them right into to Goodreader mm-hmm. and and look at them and preach from teach from whatever. Oh yeah. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, um, I st- I still use my laptop a lot, but I've caught myself in the office going hours on my iPad um, studying, writing sermons. And then um, I can, you know, different Bible apps I've got. Uh, Blue Letter Bible has a great Bible app where you can do more research in mm-hmm. five minutes on there than you can looking through books on a shelf. That's amazing. And, um, you know, it's, I guess that'd have to be one of my top apps as well is the, the Blue Letter Bible. I've been in the middle of a sermon, you know, listening to someone else preach, and they'll say something about Greek or Hebrew. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to look that up. And, you know, as long as you've got access to Wi-Fi or uh, if you're on your phone, you can use your data. And you can search anything know nothing about greek and you can find everything you want to know about anything just using one little app so it's it's pretty cool but um um, i guess another app that um i've been trying to use a lot is genius scan um this is one i've never heard of i'd love to hear about this it's um I, i used it for a while and then a lot of apps have built in document scanners like evernote has a document scanner built in it now but um uh Genius Scan. This is the plus version that I managed to get for free because I don't I don't pay for apps. Good. Um, but uh, and I don't know. I really don't know the difference between the pro version and the not pro. Maybe it has ads, but um, it's just a document scanner, and then you can upload it to pretty much any service you want. And it, it does. It's more functional than most built-in document scans. Um, you can kind of edit the outlines of your page and say you take it kind of skewed. It'll automatically, you put the corners where the page on it, it straightens, and it looks pretty good. It doesn't look like it's been skewed. Does it OCR? Do you know what OCR is? I have no clue. If OCR is when it it, um, takes the text from a 
like if you had a document in front of you or a book or something and you scan, scanned it with your camera or whatever and it would you wouldn't be able to copy and paste that text somewhere else I'm, it, I'm not sure if it does that um, but then again you know if you scan it into Evernote or something where it picks up on text yeah um, you would still have that functionability there, there you built go. in Evernote is kind of the catch-all. Yeah, I guess that's probably like your hub app, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's it. Everything kind of goes into Evernote. Do you pay for a pro account on Evernote? I, I do. And um, the, the main reason that I paid for it was access to my notes offline since I do so much on my iPad. There you go. Uh, you can set notebooks as being – you can actually download the notes. Normally, they're not actually downloaded. You just kind of access them. Mm-hmm. But you can actually download notes uh, for anything. And, and it's great for – if you're working on something in a group um, – since I have the pro account, I can send you a link to a notebook, and you can type in that notebook, edit it, and we can work together since I have the pro account. And, uh, you know, group projects are amazing using Evernote, and you can each have a note or even edit the same note, and it just sends it to everybody. That's really cool. And so it's, That's it's a really lot like neat. Google Docs. Um, I don't use Google Docs too much, but um, I know people that do, and that's very, very similar to Google Docs. But then again, you're just if you pay for a pro account on Evernote, uh, there's really no reason oh, yeah. not to use it. It's the catch-all. It's really great. It any, any other apps or anything that you want to mention? Um, I guess the only other one I'll mention is my calendar app. Uh, I don't. I've opened up the actual iOS calendar app a couple of times, and uh, I've done it once, maybe. I, I, I never really gave it a shot on the new version of it, but um, I've been using this called Calendars Plus, and. Um, I don't really know if there's a specific thing that makes it better. I just thought it looked really good. It's easy to use. Um, it syncs with Google Calendar, which is what I use for all of my calendars. Um, I'm pretty sure that that is the exact. I, I'm. That's the free free version of Calendars Five, I think. Maybe. And uh, Calendars Five is just phenomenal app. It's a, it's seven bucks, but it's worth every penny. Mm-hmm. I got it on sale for like three bucks or something. And um, I don't know why exactly, but it's just easy to use you can put events into it very quickly uh like i wish i had my ipad with me but i've got mine right here and uh it's kind of it's the same thing you know yeah, it, looks, it looks pretty close looks looks very very similar to that but yeah so what do you what do you like about that app it's I, like i said i haven't really tried out the actual ios app a lot but um do you it, use google calendar I, I do i sync it to my google calendar and it works great you know i've played with it just to test it where i'll put an event in here and then get on my computer real quick, and it's on the Google calendars. And when I've had um, calendars synced to the websites, you know, I can put it on there. And that's nothing different than the regular calendar app. Uh, just the layout of it. You've got access to your um, list view, day, week, month, year. You can add stuff. You can go to today. And you've got a list across the bottom of months, uh, four or five in advance in the past, that you can just touch it once and you're there mm-hmm. uh, without having to scroll through. You just went to, you you went to April that. 2015, lunches like that. Oh, yeah. There and you go. You just, you just hit it, and you're there, and then you hit the little button in the corner, and you go back home, and um, it usually works. There we go. Um, what I like is, I think, let me just do this. You do the plus thing right there. Well, when you write in a new event, it's gonna, it's a natural language. It's what's called natural language input. If, you, if I put lunch with Stephen at Jimmy's in Lewisburg, mm-hmm. um, it's going to fill in the location. It's going to fill in... Uh, it's even going to take your contact information and put it in the entry. It's going to say lunch, and it's automatically going to put that at a time like eleven thirty or twelve. I can predetermine that time, and it's going to and I can put tomorrow, and it will put it on tomorrow's day. Mm-hmm. And I love how how you can do that very quickly because all yeah. the time people are coming up to me and saying, "Hey, I need uh, to come to the office tomorrow at nine thirty. Can you can you see me then?" I'm like, "Yeah," and I've just oh, literally yeah. put it in. Meet at the office with so and so, and it's in there. So it's really really great. Um, anything else? 
Uh, I said I was going to mention, that would be my last one, but I do want to mention, uh, since I said I never pay for apps, uh, I've paid for maybe two or three apps. But, That's amazing. Uh, there's um, one called Apps Gone Free, and it's a product of App Advice, which is a fairly well-known for app stuff. But mm-hmm. they do this one called Apps Gone Free, and they actually post this list in App Advice. So I don't even have to have this one, but I get a, a push notification every day that says the newest list of free apps is available. And sometimes it's like kids' games. So if you have kids and you won't, without having the ads and stuff for them to click on, good games for kids or whatever. But I've gotten uh, my calendar app, is normal, the Calendars Plus, it was on here. Genius Scan was on here. Um, it, and it, it's not just that they, they don't just search for good free apps. It's actually apps that normally cost money that they've decided to do free. When you go to their description in the app store, it'll say free for today only. And it'll actually, if you go back. And that happens all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You go back a couple of days and you can see where, you know, you can see the ones that you've missed out on that's expired and they're no longer free. But, um, you know, it's a great way to just learn about new apps. Uh, I, I have no clue how many apps I've downloaded just to play with. And some I've liked and some I've deleted. And you know, if I go now to the app store and just look on the top charts, out of the one, the top paid apps, I've downloaded most of them and never spent any money on them. And that's apps gone free. You it's like all, all one word. It's it's amazing. That's where, I mean, if it's a free app and you get free apps from the free app, I mean, oh, that's yeah. like, that's gold yeah, right there. That's great. <laughs> well, Stephen, anything else that you, anything you want to plug, like a personal blog or, or anything like that? Um, well, I, I do host a um, daily photo blog. That, uh, that's I, right, and I, I have been looking at, look that. at it. That's really cool because you've been doing a photo a day ever yeah, I've, since I've you got to I've been doing a photo a day uh, since January 1st. My goal is to do a photo every day for this year, uh, mainly just a personal challenge, scrapbooking kind of thing, I guess, just so at the end of the year I can look back and see what I've done and where I've been. Um, well, I like, actually, the, I like the updates on your office. You're oh, like, yeah, you're oh, like yeah. telling me, like I saw the first picture of your office with the stacks of books and oh, stuff, yeah. and it's, oh, it's a mess today. And I'm like, I wonder how this is going to turn out. Like a week later, you're like another office pick, and it's like, hey, that's that's really cool. I, that's, I, I've that's been really getting cool. some pretty good response from it. Right now, it's just hosted on a free version of Weebly, and you can see it at dailysnaps.weebly.com. Okay. Um, and uh, it, since I've had pretty good response, I've been debating if I wanted to actually take it up and make it a real – drop the dot weebly and go on the real route and so it's i've been a month into it and um, i've had over a thousand hits on my blog which was amazing i was hoping to get like you know 20 in the first month and <laughs> I hit a thousand by the end of last month which was amazing I was really excited and so uh, well I've, I've visited it pretty much every day so I think about 30 of them were per- probably from me well, so well, I appreciate the extra <laughs> visits on there but yeah that, that's dailysnaps.weebly.com I, I try to post some good stuff sometimes you know it may just be a random picture of my office or what a to-do list that I've got going but um yeah, check it out and uh, leave me a comment or two and let me know what you'd like to see and I may post your picture. Okay. Well, Stephen, thank you so much for joining us today. And, and you're you're officially our first guest on the audio version of the podcast. This podcast has had a couple of different kind of iterations. It started out as video a year ago, and now I've kind of moved to audio, but you're the first audio guest. So thank you for being with us well, today. I'm excited, and thanks for letting me be here. All right, man. Well, you can uh, catch us at uh, chadl.co slash mbits. You can go there and check that out. Look at us on iTunes. Uh, Check us out at Ministry Bits on iTunes. Uh, Ministry Bits on Twitter is uh, where you can find us, and we'll be updating some stuff this week. This podcast will probably post at the uh, probably the middle of this week, and Stephen will let you know. I'll send you an email and let you know exactly where that is and where it posts to. So, but anyway, thank you so much for joining us this week. Thanks so much. Uh, give Stephen a shout and go to his blog and uh, and look at all that stuff. And we thank him for joining us today. Thank you so much, and we will see you later. <laughs>